Better yet, I'll build someone to fill in for you. Some kind of gamma-powered mechanical monster with freeway on-ramps for arms and a heart as black as coal. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Are we both sick? Maybe. I, Do I, I sound sick? Yeah. I realized that as I started talking, but I don't feel sick. No. So I think I might just... I, I Full disclosure, I was out dancing last night. Right. And uh, it was a early 2000s indie alternative rock kind of night at Dickens. Oh, yes. And so I was basically singing at the top of my lungs to every song that was playing. So what I'm guessing the, that's what, what happened here. What were some of the songs? What were some of the great Well, ones? I mean, Mr. Brightside, of oh, course. Of course. <laughs> you got some uh, All the Small Things. Oh, very good. Um, what else were some? I mean, I was also quite drunk. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. my memory is a little hazy. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, that's my memory is like anytime a new, you know, sometimes when you're out at a place with music, song comes on, you're like, oh, I don't really know the song. I don't really like the song. So you go get a drink, you go to the bathroom, whatever. It was hard to find those moments with this because every time a new song, I'm like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> so, so good night. Then. It was great. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Did you go and, out with uh, some friends of the pod? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Selena, of course. Yeah. Um, the love of my life. Yeah, uh, very nice. We, love to hear it. <laughs> we have. You love to hear it, guys. <laughs> you love to hear it. Um, Colin, um, uh, who was just on recently. Yep. Um, as well as uh nate and joe i was gonna say this sounds sounds like a nate and joe thing yeah 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 yeah. um and it was nice too because uh i just moved into a new place which is three blocks away from dickens so that's all yeah oh my gosh yeah it's right on on 11th that's your favorite watering hole that's that is my favorite watering hole that's right well and also i host a lot of events there exactly it helps me out a lot it's kind of by default the two greatest words of the english language (laughs) exactly yeah but yeah, uh, I'm realizing now, as we're talking, that I may have lost my voice from singing A too little much, bit, so, yeah, it's a little bit. So c- good, good work to me for do- do- deciding to do a podcast today. It's a little bit raspy, but that's okay. That's a little okay. raspy. Yeah, a little rasputin. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st Century, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast, hosted by an immortal man and his robot friend. I am one of your hosts. Greg! <laughs> and that's kind of our third host. And that's kind of our third host. Is Ali's soundboard. Ali's soundboard. <laughs> because we're not doing great. <laughs> We're kind yeah. of in a bad way. We're uh, we're in a uh, a rut, if you will. Yeah, uh, yeah. And these the two episodes that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. aren't going to improve the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say these are better than most episodes, but not Re- great. Really? I think so. Oh boy! I think I think Bender gets made is great. I actually do think that's a great episode. Really? Yeah, I, I really like that episode. We'll we'll get into it more. Okay. But uh, uh, Mother's Day is uh, fine. I liked that one more. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just I think I just don't really like the character of Mom that much. I think I so liked she's... the character of Mom because I liked the character of Mom more than I liked the uh, the character of Donbot. Oh, really? I love Donbot. I love Donbot and Clamps and Joey Mousepad. They're my boys. <laughs> They're all cool guys. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, so when her character is featured prominently, when the mom character is featured prominently, because there's some other episodes later on where she shows up as well, I'm always just kind of like, eh. I can definitely see her getting tiresome. In this one, I found her motivations very funny. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, great. I think that's all we need to say. I think so too. That was it. That Let's was talk about movies. That was great. Yeah. Um, this is a new segment. Is how long can we put off talking about Futurama? Um, no, we uh, we do need to do some. How have you been? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and in this and in this case, I think a lot of it can be uh, boiled down into what you've seen lately. Because mm. mm-hmm. we actually haven't talked about it. We watched Mission Impossible too, and we didn't That's really true. have uh, time to talk about. Um, 
what we've been out at the Cineplexes. That's seeing. true. That's true. Yeah. The uh, the the multiplexes. Yes. Don't want to just brand them as all <laughs> Cineplexes. How much they would like that? I'm yes. sure. Well, and oh, they man. almost had it. Can I tell you mm. something real you sure quick? Can. Yes. Um, I went to go see Knock at the Cabin. Ah, you you knocked. I knocked. I believe it's six <laughs> what, knocks. Did it, did it answer? <laughs> I believe it's six knocks in the movie. In the movie, yeah. Yeah. Two. Three. I I definitely leaned over to Selena and went. That's the knock. Yeah. Yeah. When it happened. I love it when a when a movie makes good. <laughs> yeah. It's what I came to see. And that's Shyamalan gets it out of the way right away. <laughs> He's like, there's gotta be a knock. Yeah. There's gotta be a knock. It's gotta happen fast. <laughs> Otherwise we lose them. That's right. Because um, I don't want people thinking, when's it gonna happen? Yeah, when's I don't the want knock? them I don't want them thinking it's a twist. Yeah, when do they get into the fireworks factory? Yeah. They get to the fireworks factory right away in that yep. movie. Uh, anyway, I went to see Knock at the Cabin. Yes. And this was one of my uh, alone time movies. Oh, nice. And I as, haven't had one of those in a long time. As Well, I usually go see Shyamalan movies alone. Because <laughs> no one else wants to see them. Nobody else wants to see them with me. <laughs> well, in both, ti- both the, I think, the last three movies, like, I, like we've wanted to go see it yeah. together, just our schedules. Yeah, it didn't, up, it but, didn't work. Yeah. Um, you asked if I wanted to go see, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't, have a, I don't have the time today. You're in, like, tech week. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, was that ever. Anyway. And my and my thing was, like, I, well, I can't put it off because I won't see it for, like, three weeks if yeah. I do because I'm moving. And, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you had to go. I had, um, I had to go knock. It was similar to old, but old came out in, like, in a weird, in a weird time. Where I was like, I felt safer going to movies by myself. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And I didn't feel like I was like dragging someone, and like I, di- I didn't want to feel their anxiety. Sure, I'm yeah. probably getting over that. You, you are, or you're S- still. I'm probably. Oh, getting, you're still. You're still. Yeah, getting over like dragging someone with to, me to a to a movie theater and making it be like, uh, okay, am I putting you in an uncomfortable situation? Right. 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 Like, you were probably the only person who I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll go every day. Yeah, you don't care. I don't either. It's like yeah. whatever. Um, but I w- I went and saw this movie, and we went to Crowfoot Cineplex, and mm-hmm. uh, this is we're a very local podcast, guys. <laughs> um, Name dropping. Yeah, we're a very local podcast, and when when I went in there, there was a line, uh, for for concession goodies. Okay. And every single time a, a Cineplex, and it is only Cineplex, mm-hmm. does this. It drives me nuts that they don't have the single queue. Right. They have multiple lines with multiple cashiers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you have to kind of make the choice. Of you like, have which to... line do I go in? And the worst part is when there's the long line and they, and they open the other line. Right. And they're like, can I help who's next? Can I help who's next? And you're like, you see that you're doing it now. You yeah. see you're doing the right thing yeah. by having the one line. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is do the landmark thing of snake it. Exactly. Just do the snake. And they have they oh it infuriates <laughs> me because they have the little stanchion things that say alcohol lane right you can just change that to open yeah yeah you know make that your little open sign yeah so that people don't have to guess like I cannot tell you how mismanaged oh yeah the the crowfoot cineplex and the chinook cineplex I was gonna say chinook are. as well because this one the chinook one has like two sides right? yeah. Um, the worst part is when w- only one side's open. Yes. Which was the case when we went to see Titanic in theaters. Oh, yeah. Nice. That was a bucket list. That's, yeah. That was a bucket list thing, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and was it everything you dreamed it would be? It truly was. Yeah. Titanic was the ship of dreams. Did you? W- was it on Valentine's Day that you went? I can't remember. No, it was, it, was the, it was that weekend. Was, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been, been cool to see. It was really nice. I did see it in theaters, but I was so young. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, a cynical little boy. Yeah, it was nice to see it as, like, not thinking about, the whole like... first two hours as a kid, I was like, this is boring. And then it's, yeah. like, iceberg, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like, no, that first two hours is magical. It is. It's great. It's, yeah. the, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. That movie's so good. It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron doesn't miss. Um, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Throwing uh, fastballs across center. So, uh, so you saw Knock. I did. Um, was that the end of your your story? Ah, uh, yeah, it was uh, my mismanagement. It was just yeah, my okay, mismanagement story. Didn't, didn't want to jump uh, jump ahead. But, but you, you think also knock? saw Knock. So let's talk about Knock at the Cabin let's not, for let's, a bit. Let's knock a bit. Yeah. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did too. Um, and I think I might like it more on a rewatch. Yeah. But it's definitely it's. I think it's it's in the ranking of Shyamalan for me. It's it's still in kind of the mid tier um, level. Like I still think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like really happy that he's still making movies. You know. Yeah. Especially because like every time a new one comes out, you have the the swaths of people who are just like, what? Another, why is he keep making movies still? Ugh, his movies all suck. And I'm like, you don't even watch them. Shut up. <laughs> Give the man a break. Yeah. He's you don't, financing them himself because you don't he wants to. actually know. They don't actually know because they don't watch them. No, they, most of them have like dropped off after the village. Fair. You know? Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand it. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he's had a renaissance. I, I, you know, we've talked about it a bunch. And, and I think that... Ever since he's decided to self-finance again after 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 Earth. And he just makes... He's, he just knows how to make a, a compelling shot. Yeah. Which is great. I I really like that. and like, I think that... Yeah, I think the, this movie... I think Knock at the Cabin uh, is beautifully shot. Yeah. Um, although I read that uh, apparently he had some like... He like fired his cinematographer or something halfway through. And so... <clears throat> yeah, I the d- finale. Definitely. I did feel like the the, the later half because I think he shot in sequence as well. Yeah, uh, chronologically, whatever. The final half feels a little less. I don't know, just less inventive, if that yeah. if that makes sense. But uh, but it's still it was still compelling and and a, a good watch. I I don't know if I love the ending. Um, and that's not like a, as like a, uh, you know, like it's a twist or anything like. Like I'm not saying there, there's a twist and I don't like a twist. It's I'm just saying the, straightforward. Movie. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I just, it's kind of like old in that way. It, it's it is pretty true. straightforward. Yeah. Where it's like the beach makes. You I mean, old. <laughs> old does have a bit of a twist, right? Yeah. And again, as like to why? Yeah, as, exactly. As like, what's the what's the the makeup of this? Like, why why does this happen? Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I just I feel like I wanted a bit more ambiguity with this movie, and right. I, even though I still kind of applaud. Shyamalan for just <laughs> the old old softy who's just like kind of putting his heart on his sleeve with the movie like I, I do appreciate that as a filmmaker um, but I yeah just just overall I think I, it would have been more impactful for me if it was a bit more amb- ambiguous right um, because that was the most interesting part I think of the of the majority of the film is like the the two sides of like is this real or is this not kind of thing um, yeah ambiguity I like didn't it. didn't I really like have much of a um, of a feeling of ambiguity towards it. To me, the central tension of the movie was like, okay, when are they going to kill each other? Yeah. Um, and how is it going to how the, it's the how that was the I guess so. I actually I didn't feel that to be honest for myself. For myself, I I was kind of on the path of like they're never going to turn on each other why would they ever do that no matter how much proof they get that this is actually happening and then so that for me it was like and what's that going to do like is it going to end the world or is there going to be something else and uh but i do think the and you know this is pretty minor spoilers but we're you know if you you haven't seen knock at the cabin yet you're one of those people that we were just talking about who doesn't give a shit about Shyamalan movies so fuck you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) please keep listening no of course uh but uh, I do think the the kind of like climactic moment with Jonathan Groff is really wonderful. Yeah, uh, and made me cry a lot. So <laughs> you know, so I think there's some real stuff I really loved about the movie. Um, and then there's some stuff that I was just like, eh, just missed a little a little off the mark for me. Yeah, so that's why it's kind of mid tier. It's I, I think it's excuse me, it's on it's on par with like Signs in that sense where I'm like I really like Signs, but I do think like the overall kind of messaging of it is just not something I'm interested in personally. Um. Signs is a little muddled for me because yeah. I don't remember it very well. Oh, I've only enough. seen it once. <laughs> you should rewatch it. Yeah, I think it's worth a rewatch. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I think because again, it's it's one of those movies where I'm just like, this is shot so well, and that's that's what I've always appreciated about him. Yeah, even in his his uh, blockbuster era, that's why it comes back. That's why it's so fun to come back to some of those movies. Yeah, like I I th- I think Lady in the Water is pretty much unwatchable. Yep. Um, <laughs> I I think Avatar. Looks nice. I think his Avatar movie is unwatchable. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the one that I'm I'm probably the least interested in ever watching again. Yeah, where you're like you watch clips of it and you're just like he's gone. Yeah, he's just checked out. Like where is he? He's yeah. not in this. Like there's uh, but like outside of those ones, he has, the way he moves his camera mm-hmm. or doesn't move his camera is so 
interesting. There's like, and I think Lady in the Water, like, like just to double back on that a bit. I think it's unwatchable for me in terms of like plot and and that kind of thing because yeah. it's really silly. And but I think it is be- uh, visually beautiful. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a very personal movie for yeah. him, and like when he's into it, he's into it. Yep. And when you when you go back and you watch a movie like Unbreakable, which is unbelievable uh how gorgeous that movie looks but and then you come all the way to knock at the cabin he is one of my favorite directors when it comes to nothing exists outside the frame Mm -hmm. yeah he's so good at using that convention of to scare you yep you know and like just something as basic as out as as being out of focus because he does the village thing in Knock at the Cabin, right? Mm-hmm, he does mm-hmm. the like little girl hiding behind the the tree with the sinister figure out of focus yep. that we can't see. She can hear, but yep. can't see. Yep. You know, and we're like, where's this guy gonna come from? And you know it's Shyamalan, so it's gonna be scary when he shows up. Yeah. And like it's one of those things where Shyamalan is scary, but not too scary. It, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of his greatest strengths to yeah. me. It's like it's it's nerve wracking more than like frightening yeah and he's so so good at keeping things at keeping perspective outside of the frame Mm -hmm. like it's it's wild yeah it's wild and you completely get it especially with this little kid because like when she makes the run for it Mm -hmm. in knock at the cabin and she's running and she's looking down yep and you're like oh you're not looking up no you're not looking up that means you can't see outside of the frame Mm -hmm. right and that that and he puts us there with a different perspective. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's really, really well shot. Yeah, great movie. I think so. I think it's yeah. pretty great. I like, like for me, it's a for me on Letterbox. I was just like, yeah, three stars. Sure, three stars. I'll be back. Yeah, that's it's, good. it's one of those. <laughs> that's how I felt too. It's yeah. one of those movies where it's like, yeah, see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. I'll be back for your next one. And that was my thing too. Uh, like I said, I was like throughout compelled, and then the ending just kind of like missed a bit for me, and so I was just like, oh, like yeah. that could have been a masterpiece, uh, and that's that's why I'm like down on it a little bit more than I usually am yeah. with his movies. But overall, I'm still just like, like what? Who's who's making movies like this? Nobody. His his actors in this movie are really dialed in. Oh yeah, I mean Batista is amazing. Yeah. Um, Aldridge is fantastic. Groff, Groff is, is great. great. Uh, the little girl who it's plays Gwen is so fucking good. Like yeah. he's he's good at finding little kids. <laughs> yeah, and they're like all actors. really locked in. Like yeah. there's no weird Shyamalan performance. That's in, true in this movie. I, yeah, I would say Rupert Grint's the closest to that, but he uh, isn't in the movie much. <laughs> and it makes sense. <laughs> and it makes sense. Yeah. His performance makes sense. Yep. As long as the like, I don't care how weird your performance is. As long as it makes sense, yeah. There are moments in some Shyamalan movies where there's weird performances, and you're like, "Wow, yeah, what's happening here?" I'm thinking of <laughs> happening, of course. <laughs> I'm thinking of just how oh, lost man. at sea Mark Wahlberg is in that yeah. movie, and Zoe Deschanel as well, and Zoe, yeah, yeah. two very capable actors Absolutely. in the right context. Yes, um, yeah. Oh man, the happening's a wild one. Yeah. Um, not a great movie. Not a great movie. <laughs> where would you? Where do you think you'd rank Knock at the Cabin if you're in your Shyamalan ranking? If you had to, because you have uh, Unbreakable number one. Yeah, and then is Glass next for you, or is Sixth Sense? I know we talked about this recently. <laughs> I feel like Glass is much it, higher up for you than really high up yeah. for me. It might after letting it cool down. Yeah, I, I think it's three. Okay, for me. Um, yeah, I think it goes. I really like his his late period stuff because I haven't gone back to Signs or The Village right since I saw them, like the years in the because I I didn't see either of them in theaters yeah because uh, I was too scared to go see anything that even resembled a spooky movie, <laughs> um, so I saw Signs like the year after it came out on DVD and I saw The Village same basically the same thing. And I didn't like either of those movies very much. I w- I felt very let down by the village, uh, but I really think I should watch it again. I think so. Uh, I, I like Village quite a bit actually. So, so my my top movies probably go um, Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, Glass, um, Old, mm-hmm. um, then Knock. Okay. Yep. Then we've then we get into the world of like yeah split 
I'll yep. put I'll put Split up there because I I like it. I haven't seen The Visit. That's the one I haven't okay. seen. Yep. Um, and so I can't put that on there. And then I'd probably put the ones that I haven't gone back to, but I remember enjoying parts of. Yeah. Which is like Village, and and Signs, and then we get into the doldrums, the the bummers, leading the water happening after after Earth last Airbender, um, yeah. which are all kind of. Like I put Lady in the Water above those, mm-hmm. just because it feels like he's more, like it's he's, he's obviously he, he cares about yeah. it, and then the rest. I uh, I think yeah. So my ranking is basically Six Sense. I think is number one, um, just because I rewatched it recently and I was just like this. Like it's I I always kind of had Unbreakable as my favorite, and it's they're, they're always competing Six Sense and Unbreakable. I think they're both masterpieces, yeah. and um. But yeah, I rewatched Sixth Sense recently. And I'm like, now that I've kind of removed myself from all the kind of like pop culture like parlance and like the oh, like Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time, like whoa, what a twist, like all that shit. Just rewatching it, kind of like as blind as possible. Excuse me. Uh, I'm like, this is incredible. Like, it's so compelling. It's so fascinating. It's so well made. Um, <clears throat> and it's one of those things where yeah, like there's a quote unquote twist. Um, but it's like it it makes sense, you know. It makes it makes it makes six sense. Um, <laughs> we actually, Braden and I were just talking about this movie and yeah. how tight it is. Yes, like that's that's one of my favorite things about a twist is how like when you watch it, it's it's it is watertight. It's They've watertight. Close the watertight doors. <laughs> nothing's getting through. Nothing's leaking. Yeah, and. And like when you go back to it, you 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 have those moments where you're like, but what about that scene with him and Tony Collette sitting in there, sitting in the same room? And it's just like the the reason that that scene exists is to make you not think about it exactly. And when you go back and think about and it's it, it's using you're like, the film like convention of temporality of you know we join this scene in progress and yep. we as an audience assume oh they've been chatting for a while yep, but. In reality, they were probably just literally sitting there, and we don't know what you know uh, Willis's uh, kind of like actual like corporeal life is, right? Like maybe he like drifts in and out of scenes like we do with movies, yeah, right, and doesn't realize obviously that he's dead. And like it's the dream thing. It's a dream thing. It's really like it's just so. That's the thing. I just think it's so and fucking interesting that he was able to pull that off. And then you see movies. You sorry. You see moments in the movie where he's he's kind of affecting things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, he's a ghost. But Mm -hmm. he has an answer for that because Misha Barton, under the bed, pushes the tape out. There's there's like the minor... In his world, ghosts can affect affect minor things. Very small, just like in the movie Ghost. In the movie Ghost, you Um, can have sex with a ghost. (laughs) Is that what happens in Ghost? (laughs) I've never seen it. (laughs) I Um, assume they bone after the pottery thing. uh, Well, no, because he... he takes over uh, Whoopi Goldberg's body. So no, that. And so they, they. I'm pretty sure they make out, but in reality, it's um, Demi Moore making out with Whoopi Goldberg. We don't see that, but like that's right. what's actually happening, right? Which is like kind of weird in a lot of ways. Um, but no, like there's a whole thing early on where uh, Swayze encounters a subway ghost played by the the great Vincent. Uh, what's his name? Vincent uh, Chiavelli or whatever. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's got a great face. Anyway, no, I don't know. Um, you you know him if you saw his face. Okay. <clears throat> I think that's his name, Vincent Schiavelli. It's something like that. Do you have any idea how to pronounce how to spell that last? No, S C H. Because I don't even know if I'm getting it right. Vincent Schiavelli. Yeah, you nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but he encounters a subway oh, ghost. This guy, right? great face. This guy has a wonderful face. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, and, uh, throughout the movie, Swayze's like, oh man, like I'm a ghost, so I can't like grab things or affect, like do anything. I can walk through walls, you know, all that stuff. And he encounters a subway ghost who like starts like knocking things out of people's hands and stuff because he's just a little fucking rascal. And then Swayze's like, what the hell? I thought you were a ghost. How can you do that? And so later on in the movie, when he needs to like start doing things, he's like, you need to teach me. It's actually, it's a good movie. I like ghosts. You should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun. It's not top of my list. That's fair. Priorities. Yeah. You know what was on my top list What's of priorities? That? Was Wild at Heart, and I watched it. 
yes. Yeah. Sorry for a moment because <laughs> I have another story for you right after that. But <laughs> okay. yes, Wild at Heart. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I watched it and. What'd you think? I wasn't super thrilled. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't super thrilled by it. Yeah. Because um, I had just watched uh, Firewalk with me. Okay. I see. I haven't seen that one. For the very first time. Yeah. And I was so into that. It's so you like you like full Lynch. I like you like love when Lynch it when he goes, goes full Lynch. Lynch yeah. yeah, and I mean like when Wild Hearts definitely like he's he's doing a more kind of traditional road movie. Yeah, with some Lynchian elements. I but, felt yeah. like it was a little bit like it was a little listless. Yeah, at times. Um, but like when they finally get to Fat Trout mm-hmm. or whatever. It's called Fat Trout, right? I, I don't remember. The town of Fat Trout. That sounds and that it sounds says and I has, it says fuck you on the top right, on right. the sign. It's great. <laughs> um when they finally get there, it all starts coming together for me. Yeah. Like their road trip to me, I found pretty meh. Yeah. But like weirdly, it does not drop the ball in the third act. In fact, yeah, it becomes shows up. it kind of becomes the movie that I was hoping it would be. That's fair. Which is when it goes Full Lynch, yeah. For most of the rest of the movie, because mm-hmm. it it's just weird. It's yeah. When just like the fairy so, shows up, so weird. And when the uh, Cheryl Lee <laughs> as the as the as Glinda the Good Witch, I it's was so good. I was like, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. And then he sings "Love Me Tender." Yeah, it's, which uh, is very nice. Yeah, it's very. Uh, good. Dern is excellent. Dern is so movie. good. In that she's movie. Oh. she's so good. Cage is really Cage is good. Always great. Yeah. Um, Defoe is doing something. He's. <laughs> He's certainly uh, channeling uh, early Green Goblin. Yeah, definitely. I um, I think I mostly enjoyed it, but um, yeah, I thought it was like, there were moments where I was just like, does this really need to, I wish yeah. it focused on a, di- on a few different things that I was more interested in what, that it presented to me, mm-hmm. like the criminal underworld, Yeah, yep. <laughs> which was like. Oh, I like Glitch's take. Obviously, I like Glitch's take on whatever this criminal underworld is. And there's like this, this like council table, and this yep. woman with no shirt on and just a bunch of sashes dancing in the background. And mm-hmm. I'm like, give me more of that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> give me more of that. That's great. That's because uh, then, um, then Camille and I were watching uh, Fire Walk with me, mm-hmm. and then we watched the pilot of Twin Peaks immediately afterwards. Nice. It was electric. Yeah. Because it's a prequel, right? it all yeah. ties together. It's crazy how tight for a movie based on dream logic. Yeah, how tight that movie is to the actual source material. To, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I should watch that one day. It's good. When it's I, when I it's try and revisit one of the most horrifying and tragic movies. Yeah, that yeah, I've I think ever that's what, seen. What we talked about in class is that uh, it was viewed as like really kind of. Like almost like a fuck you to Twin Peaks fans because of how kind of like cruel it is to Laura and like yeah I don't know it is and it isn't right. because in the first in the first season they talk a lot about this week mm-hmm. about this week that you see in Fire Walk with me and when we were watching it thanks thankfully that we're like years and years removed and we can look at it in context and all yeah. that um, because obviously this movie's not going to work in the in the year that it comes out. 90, 92 or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, immediately after Twin Peaks is canceled, he gets yeah. an opportunity to finish his story and decides to do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Because um, he's waiting. Mm-hmm. He's waiting. Laura said, I'll see you in 25 years. That's so right. Yeah, he, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. You gotta wait 25 years. Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, I called my shot, yeah. and my shot has been called. <laughs> what a lunatic. Um, and he goes, and he does this, and it's almost like you're... So the first season of Twin Peaks, we have been making entertainment about this woman's last week. That's why we're here. Make no mistake about it. We're here because she's killed. We're in Twin Peaks because this this girl was murdered. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing, Lynch and Frost, like we've been writing about how bad this week was, how disturbed she was, mm-hmm. how she wasn't the person that everyone knew. And it's almost like you have to watch this because you've been enjoying the fallout of it, mm. you need to understand how awful this is. Right. And it's like, it's kind of a tax to enjoying <laughs> mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Where like, it's like, you. I, I'm forcing you to watch it. You cannot look away. Yeah. Because the, the, hor- the, the horrific stuff, it recontextualizes a lot of incredible stuff in... in 
season one of Twin Peaks in a really great way. Interesting. Uh, so I'd highly recommend it. It's a great yeah. movie. It's a great, great film. Great. I, I love that. And uh, yeah, I I hope to watch all of Lynch's stuff eventually. So, um, you know, that's that's uh, one that I'm more interested in than like Dune uh, or... Dune's tough. I'd recommend watching it with Allie. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because she'll get you through it. Hey, that sounds great. Yeah. She she really likes Dune. Um, there's a really fun scene where he's a... Where, 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 uh, Lynch has a cameo. Oh, great. Love it. And it's it's great. The sets and costumes in Dune are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost bankrupt a studio. Yeah. The, the choices <laughs> made are lunacy i love it yeah Yeah. you actually might like it more than denis villeneuve's because it actually ends hey yeah (laughs) because it actually has a full story yeah um yeah we'll see um it's what do they call it a movie (laughs) um just to quickly uh because i just i had this open for a reason six cents unbreakable oh yeah old is my number three i love old then the village then glass then split, and then I put knock. Knock goes in there, and then signs the visit. Lady in the water happening after Earth. Last Airbender. I I had after Earth at the bottom originally, and I just thought, you know, I actually think some interesting stuff happens in After Earth, whereas Airbender is is just a wet fart. Yeah, it's unfortunately it's such a bummer. Yeah. It's too bad because yeah. they could have done you know more books. I just don't. I every time I hear about something being like, oh, we're gonna do a live action Avatar thing, and I'm like, don't though. Oh yeah, because there's there there's rumblings of them doing a TV show, right? For like Netflix, a live action TV show yeah. for Netflix. Mm-hmm. So you know what that's gonna be? It's gonna be ten episodes, and it's gonna be You're gonna learn how Ang got his glider. Yeah. <laughs> In ten episodes. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, what fun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of streaming services, yeah, uh, I think this is a good time to check in uh, with our segment. Uh, has Greg watched Andor yet? Nope. All right. So, <laughs> should we talk about Futurama? Uh, no, I have one more thing to okay, talk good. about. I actually do because uh, we're still in the segment. How long can we put off talking about Futurama? <laughs> Fix our show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm. I went and saw another movie. Oh, what'd you see? I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Quantumania. Oh, boy. Yeah. I I have not. Have you not? No. Don't. Please don't. I'm gonna. Damn it. (laughs) But I I feel I took a moral stance by not seeing it opening weekend. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Because they that's can't the keep thing. getting away with this. Yeah, that's the thing. You can, like, I think you can take these stands. You can go see these movies in theaters, but all Marvel cares about is opening weekend. Yep. That's where they they make their big bucks. That's yeah. like, you know, Multiverse of Madness made all of its money in its first, you know, three weeks or whatever. Yep. Um, and because then they throw it on Disney Plus, right? They don't know what the word yeah. legs means. No. Because no. none of these movies have legs. They don't have legs, yeah. Because they're just yeah they're they're event uh, movies that they want you to see early so that you can be like I I I want to see it so I don't get spoiled yeah the Twitterverse is a buzz about yeah. this I don't know who cares <laughs> it is exhausting yeah it's not an Ant Man movie yeah that's what that's that was my biggest like kind of like fear about the trailers and stuff is that I'm like what I liked about the Ant Man movies is that they're kind of their own little self contained worlds. That yeah, are heist part movies. Of the, yeah, they're fun that little... are part of the greater MCU and are you know, I think the first one's pretty good. I think the second one's fine. I I yearned for the halcyon days of the second one. Yeah. while I was watching this. Yeah, and this one's all about like building the the quantum verse or whatever of uh, Kang, the which Conqueror. is which is just like uh, who cares? Yeah, go back to go back to basics, Marvel. Yeah, I've told you this already. Why aren't you listening to me? Make each movie its own thing. Wakanda Forever is the closest you've come. And even that is like, I don't know. It's just fine. don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Wakanda Forever is fine. 
Um, I saw Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, I wish I saw that one. Yeah, instead. that would have been a better choice. Yeah. How was um, it? It's good. It's good, not great. Uh, yeah. The biggest flaw is that it's uh, just Magic Mike uh, from the previous movies, you know? Right. Like, it's not... I was really th- hoping, like, they'd get the gang back together kind of thing. Right. But it's just him basically being pulled into a, a to London by Salma Hayek and, um, and then, like, thrust into, like, creating... Like saving her theater, or like the, there's a show happening at the theater that she owns. She's divorcing her husband, and it's just kind of like to get back at him. She wants to like retool the whole show and and put strippers in it. And so Magic sounds Mike like a Muppet movie. A director, it kind of is, <laughs> <laughs> but with a lot more stripping. Yeah, I love it. That sounds great. <laughs> um, the the biggest flaw of the movie mm. is that it uh, peaks way too early. Oh, because the first. The, the the first dance that he does for Salma Hayek is one of the hottest things I've ever seen in my life. That's the one that they've like teased in the trailer. Absolutely. Okay. And it's like, uh, you know, it's what she, because he's like, I don't do this anymore, but she's like, I'll pay you a lot of money. And so he does it. And then like, that's when she's like, I'm, I'm going to take you to London with me. Like you're, I'm going to employ you and like, right. you're with me now. And and he and she's like, and maybe you'll like do some dancing too. And he's like, no, like I don't do that anymore. She's like, oh, so I guess that was Magic Mike's last dance. And I was like, that's the title. Um, but so the titular last dance, <laughs> which spoilers, he does dance later. Um, uh, is very act. good is, is so fucking good. And I was just like, this is incredible. Yeah. And they are basically, it's basically one of the hottest sex scenes I've ever seen without sex. Oh, like it's so good. Right. And then, yeah, that's the problem is the rest of the movie is pales in comparison. Right. There's a, there's a pretty decent one near the end. Um, but uh, that one has the problem of do, doing like some flashbacks during it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Stay with the dance. Stay with this dance. It's really nice. But uh, yeah. Anyway. But it's good. I thought it was good. It was a fun time. Um, I still think the first two are like incredible. And when was the last time Soderbergh made a movie? Oh, when was the last movie he made? Because I was thinking about this. It's, it's been a while. It's been a minute for him. Yeah. Let me check here. Um, for a guy who sometimes makes three movies in a year. I know, right? Uh because I took a Soderbergh class last uh, last semester, and I remember thinking about that in the class. It's like that was the thing that I was most excited about was seeing his name back on the. Yes. Oh yeah, he did. He did do. Uh, no, he's been he's been churning them out for years. Fucking of course. Because um, he did Kimmy last year. Kimmy. Did you see Kimmy? No. It's pretty good. K i m i. It's like an Alexa device. And it's like a pandemic movie, basically, yeah, yeah. where it's like a, a of woman. Of course he made one. Of course yeah. he made He probably made it on his iPhone over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and the whole thing is it's like basically just Zoe Saldana, or Jesus, uh, Zoe Kravitz, um, just uh, alone for most of the movie. And that's why it was able to be filmed, you know? Sure. Um, but she's like a, a tech person for this Kimmy device and listens to, you know, uh, when someone asks the device to do something and they don't do what they need to do. So she'll listen to it and like, okay, we need to fix this like to improve. But because of that, she hears like a murder or like something, you know, uh, sketchy on one of them. And it becomes a whole like, uh, thriller movie. That's actually really good. So, and she's kind of agoraphobic as well. Um, and so like going out into the, into the real world is is terrifying for her and she's really good i think it's a good movie i i think it was uh i think it's a bad title because i i know when i saw it i'm like okay that's the girl's name what what about this girl why do i care but uh once i realized what the plot was i'm like oh this is a great plot they should have advertised this better was it released at all uh yeah i want to say oh is hbo max who knows if it still exists um yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah it was really signed hbo max um but yeah before that he did no sudden move um which was fine i saw that one it yeah was, it was okay uh let them all talk the laundromat high flying oh, yeah. bird unsane yeah. logan lucky like this is all 2017 2018 2019 2020 2021 2022 like he's been doing it he said he was gonna retire at some point <laughs> This is all post that. Yeah, this is because uh, I think it was because 2017 was Logan Lucky and he didn't do movies for four years before that because uh, Side Effects um, was 2013. That side was, Effects and Contagion, right? Contagion was 2011. 
Oh. Um, he did Contagion and Haywire in 2011. That's the one. Magic Mike in 2012, and then Side Effects 2013, and then right. took a four-year break. And Those are all good. All great movies. Yeah. I yeah. think Haywire is so good. Haywire is great. Contagion's really good. Uh, weird to watch now. Um, yeah, yeah. Contagion is <laughs> really good. Side Effects is really Side good. Side Effects is great. Magic Mike, obviously. Incredible. Is a masterpiece. Logan Lucky's really good. I love Logan Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> And then most of those other ones I haven't seen. Uh, Unsane. It's one of my favorite Adam Driver performances and oh, one yeah. of my favorite... Uh, Daniel Craig. Fucking Craig performances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, but anyway, yeah. They're so funny. Go check out Last Dance. Yeah, go check it out. Support independent filmmakers. <laughs> like Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> like Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> one of the only ones who can still get a movie made. My phone! Oh, God! <laughs> Oh no. <coughs> Where's right. my phone? Oh boy. <laughs> All right, I think we've put it off long enough. All right, let's do it. We're here to talk about two episodes of Futurama. <laughs> uh, Bender Gets Made, the 13th episode of season two, written by Eric Horsted, directed by Peter Avanzino, original aired April 30th, 2000. And Mother's Day, the 14th episode of season two, written by Lewis Morton, directed by Brian Sheasley. Actually, I really got to blow my nose. Okay, bye. Original air date, May 14th, 2000. So you liked Mother's Day more I than Better Gets Made. I did, actually. What didn't you... like? Because I honestly, while I was watching Better Gets Made, I was like, this is better than I remember. And like I said, I really like the mafia, the robot mafia characters. Um, and I like Elzar. Like, so I like the like the beginning, the first act. Sure. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I think it's a really well-structured episode as well. So what what was and I and I, I had the thought I'm like you know I think Greg likes will like this one too, so I was just surprised to hear that you didn't. I think but. I was just bored. Okay. Yeah, it's a. <sighs> <laughs> what a terrible what a terrible critique. <laughs> uh, it just didn't hold my attention because mm-hmm. uh, I think I just go. I think I glaze over when it's a Bender centric. Okay episode um and i'm like really the robot mafia we're gonna do that i felt exhausted by the premise <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i mean that's the, that's kind of the the thing about futurama though that we've at least learned so far is that i feel like they're like when in doubt just do robot blank yeah <laughs> robot hell but you got robot. Uh, robot hell is good, though. I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like good. that. You know, they like they yeah. just keep thinking, like, what's a robot version of a thing? Yeah. We all know. And robot mafia, and I don't know. It works works for me because I think it's also like I mean, it's reminiscent of Fat Tony and The Simpsons, of course. Yeah. Um, and I just I I I don't know. I the weird thing is I don't really like mafia movies. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that, um, with some exceptions, of course. Uh. But it's never like I'm never like oh excited if there's a new mafia based to be movie fair, coming out. To yeah. be fair, I want to I want to throw this out there. In the grand scheme, mm-hmm. I don't like mafia movies either. Sure, I just like the good ones. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but even Goodfellas, like Goodfellas, is one that I think most, including you, would say is one of the good ones. Correct? It is one of the good ones. Yes, I I think it's a good movie. I just I I'm never like excited to watch it or revisit it or i don't know oh yeah if you were to be like if you were to ask me like what martin scorsese movie do i want to watch right now it yeah. would not be goodfellas that's the thing i think it's it's also just yeah just a fact that i i would probably like so many other scorsese movies i would probably over. say like i don't know one of his weird ones like the one of his weird leo ones like the aviator or gangs of new york sure yeah those are those are probably at the top of my list because i fucking love the aviator yeah <laughs> i think it's dope as shit yeah and obviously, Gangs of New York is a masterpiece. Yeah, um, and I'm and I'm like, give me some fucking King of Comedy, please. Like, yeah, that's, the that's, shit that I that's like. a good, yeah. that's a that's a fun world to live yeah. in. And Taxi and Taxi Driver, like Taxi Driver is good. I think I like his like uh, Raging Bull. Raging I, Bull. I think I like his his uh, De Niro uh, joints the best, which I know he's in uh, yeah. Goodfellas, obviously. But yeah. um, but uh, like, yeah, Taxi Driver is not a gangster movie. No, no, like, no absolutely not. No. Um, and that's why I like it. Mean Streets is. I, and I haven't seen that one. Mean Streets is fine. <laughs> it's a clearly low budget movie, yeah. and Kaitel and De Niro are great in it. Yeah. But honestly. See how quickly we just talk about movies again? <laughs> yeah.
What's what's happened? <laughs> that was so fast. It was so. It was so. It was seamless too. Oh boy. But yes, I generally don't like mafia movies, but I like mafia characters in comedies. If sure. that makes sense. Sure. So. Um, yeah, so a lot of the stuff with the robot mafia, I just found really funny. Like, like search your uh, for your empathy file or whatever, and he's like, "File, file not, not found. found." That's a good line. Like, I think that's great. When they shoot the guy, like they, and I consider that a warning. <laughs> he's like, "Thank you, Don Button leaves." I think that's really funny because he's a robot that yeah. doesn't kill him. Yeah, um, he's just full of holes now. Um, and then I, I mean, something about clamps. Just like real, and like it shouldn't work. The fact that that's his whole thing <laughs> got he's, a surprise he's a for him. One note character <laughs> who does the clamps, but it works on me every yeah. time. Yeah, or it's just like, like especially when they have things like you know, oh, we should give you a nickname, maybe clamps, and he's like, no, I'm clamps. All right, all right, okay. I'll go through some of the stuff that okay. I like. Okay, um, I like clamps. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Cl- Clamps is a is is He's great. Is pretty golden. Uh, I like uh, I like the Elzar stuff. Yeah, at the at the top. Bam. I especially like him conning them into uh, dinner. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Which is like <laughs> the center of the chocolate. Yeah, you take I was, care of that wherever you can. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, there's a there's going to be a turn here yeah. during the dinner while I was watching the episode, and I was like, I was like, oh, here's the dessert. I'm like, no way. <laughs> And you're like, oh yeah, this isn't a charity. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. It's great. <laughs> he's a huge piece of shit. I love it. Um, I like the spice weasel. Obviously, mm-hmm, spice mm-hmm. weasel is classic. Yep. And I, I think Zoidberg is excellent. Zoidberg's great. Yeah. He he's the recipient of my favorite joke, which is here we go. <laughs> uh, when uh, Leela uh, blasts off the, the planet yeah. express ship, and he says, "That's coming, coming out, out of your pay." Your, <laughs> And he just goes, cries. <laughs> it's, it's all vocal performance. My favorite joke to tie on to that is High Zoidberg. You remember early on when he get, gets like some drugs or something? And oh, he's, yes. Like, he's like, oh. yes. Oh, no, I'm coming down. And then, <laughs> but the best part is when they're like, Zoidberg, like, what do you think? And he's like, clack. <laughs> he's just clacking his claws. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah, I like and it. At the, and the end where he's like, uh, I'll do the snipping. I have the necessary tools. And then holds up scissors. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's some funny stuff. I was always engaged when he was on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is I forgot this was the episode where Leela gets blind. And yeah. at first I was like, oh, like, okay, silly B plot. But then it works it ties into the A plot. It does. Because Bender doesn't want people to know it's him. It ends so easily, though. This episode I, ends I love it. so easily. When I when I when I looked at my watch, I was like, this is the third act. We're we don't have time to wrap this up. And then they're like, Oh yes, we do. Yep. He's out and he's scot free. He's out, he's scot free. I love the moment of Leela taking off her uh her eye patch or whatever and is like, Hey, I think it's uh uh oh fuck what was his gangster name blotto yeah i think it's blotto the the robot mafia member i saw and and you're like oh no like she's gonna recognize the the gray blob that she saw and then it's just the professor (laughs) i think that's really funny (laughs) he's like where were you last night where am i right now (laughs) (laughs) and then i i really like bender's uh uh apparently bender eats money (laughs) Like, I don't know. For some reason, that's really funny to me. Delicious like, legal tender. <laughs> like the sounds that he makes, I think it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I. <laughs> What's to say? I, how you doing? Are you, you just, know? Are you just sad today? No, 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 okay. not at all. Um, <laughs> what's but like I'm just like what's to. What's to say? I I think the episode's fine. Hmm. Uh, it's just like there the it's the it's the in between stuff. You notice how like. None of it with Bender is working for me. Like I'm not bringing up any of that because I just I I find him boring. That's fair. And I I think that's a I think that's a big problem with 
Do you think with these episodes? Do you think Bender's kind of the Bart of this series in in some ways, <sighs> where they definitely like play up the like he's the bad boy or like he's the rebel or you know that kind of thing and yeah it gets kind of tiresome because the difference is with bart they find those moments of empathy and of uh like humanity and that kind of thing and they can't really do that with bender because he's a robot yeah and they do try sometimes and and sometimes it does work for me like um i I don't know if we've seen any yet necessarily but there's uh i think moments later on especially the godfellas episode speaking of goodfellas um where we get to see a little bit of like Bender not being just a piece of shit all the time and like that works, but they do it so rarely that yeah, I can see why he's more of a joke machine than he is a character. Um and if the jokes are always just kinda mean spirited and like he's a thief and he hates humans and wants to murder humans, you know, like and he likes drinking. He likes drinking. It's like okay, I get it. Yeah. It's the it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not really excited to join him every week. Yeah. So until they give him some layers, I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Which is probably why I like the mom episode more, because there's more of an ensemble feel to it. Yeah. Um, And Bender gets to pair up with a greeting card. That's pretty fun. Which is fun. I like that greeting card. Yeah, I like the greeting card, too. That's my favorite tech of that episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is the fact that a greeting card's a robot. Yeah. What was your favorite tech of this episode? Uh... Mine's the clamps. Yeah, I was going to say the clamps. <laughs> like the clamps, clamps is clamps. Um, space Tommy guns? Yeah, that's pretty Maybe. good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's funny that they use Tommy guns in space. Um, I, I did like the one moment as well. I just remembered this isn't about tech or anything, but where he's like, he's like, uh, Don Bot gives him 50 bucks or whatever. He's like, he's like, that's why I gave you that $50. And he's like, you only gave me 20. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I found that funny. It's good. Yeah, that seems that rascal. sounds like a joke that you'd do. It's a hundred percent one I yeah. would do. <laughs> Only you'd give it back when you yeah. when after they yeah, yeah I'd be like I'd be like I'm just joking you yeah. gave me fifty yeah. um yeah so mom's uh or sorry Mother's Day yeah not Mom's Day Mom's Day Mom's Day um yeah so this episode yeah I I I, I don't know I I. I enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. I think similar to how you feel about Bender gets made is like just overall, I was kind of bored. And and again, it was just because the mom character isn't super interesting to me. And it starts that way for me. Mm. But as soon as they make the professor, her former lover, that part I like a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, a, a great choice. And, um, I mean, spoilers, uh, the, the redheaded son turns out to be uh professor's son. Of course. I think it's, I mean, it's, uh, is it hinted at in this episode? I can't remember. Just by the just professor by the having red hair, Yeah, probably. just the appearance. But there is, I think there's later episodes where they try to hint it a little bit, like, more. And then it's, like, fully revealed in a, a much later episode, if I remember correct. So I always like it when there's, when they, when they delve a little bit into the uh, capitalist overlord aspect of the Futurama world yep, and how everyone's just totally fine with a single corporation running all of the robots mm-hmm. and how everything is automated. Everything is a robot. Everything is a robot. And we're just fine with that mm-hmm. because we would be. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are fine with that. We're, look, we're there. Look in this room. Yeah. Everything's a robot. Everything's a robot <laughs> in this room and it's all Apple products. <laughs> hey, that's not true. Nothing we're recording on currently is an Apple product. Right, because I refused. Um. <laughs> and I also don't have an interface. An interface? They don't have inter- interface hardware. Oh, I see. Apple. Ah. Um, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> when they do, bye-bye, Zoom. Oh, boy. <laughs> Craig, no. This is exactly what you're talking about. What? <laughs> don't Don't let one corporation control you. I mean, I do that with Google, so whatever. Yeah. You're a Google Android. I am a I'm a Google Android uh shill. I'm okay with it. And I'm an Apple Cuck. That's that, are those our new host names? <laughs> Google Shill and Apple Cuck. <laughs> I think it is. I think we gotta uh, add that to the intro. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 
Um, but yes, I, I agree. The, 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 the kind of capitalist, uh, anti-capitalist, uh, messaging as it were, uh, is like works really well. Um, the, the fact that the greeting card's a little, uh, communist is pretty great. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the kind of climax as it were of like the professor needs to get to second base with mom in order to save the world. It's pretty good. It's good. Pretty good plotting. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that <laughs> the fact that he's there and he's just like, no, I want to get it on. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good for uh, yeah. Them. The moment where he, he gets the bra off and then he's like, he's like, all right, now just get the remote. But she's standing there with her titties out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> and just tosses it away. It's weirdly sex positive. It is. Yeah. It's good for them, you know? Yeah. Except for when, you know, they all complain about their bodies. Yeah. But that's par for the course with comedy. Yeah, yeah it's not 2000s. meant, they, but also, like, I, it's not meant for everyone else to see, you know? It's just meant it's for true. those two just people. Just for those two, yeah. In that moment. Also, the professor's naked body is hilarious. It's very funny. It's super I funny. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, he drops what he's using to hide his dick and just walks out. <laughs> His walk of shame is my favorite yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, what is my favorite joke? Did I write it down? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the kind of ending to the greeting card, where he's like, "Oh yeah, in in our new utopia, there will be no liquor," and he's like, "Well," and just tears it up. And I just love the like the choice of like, "No, please don't." Yeah, <laughs> like like it. <laughs> dying as it's getting torn up is very funny yeah it's horrifying yep um but you love it but you love it i love love my mommy (laughs) that's really weird (laughs) i know (laughs) um well did we do it (laughs) i guess so (laughs) (laughs) oh my favorite tech from this episode yeah 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 uh is the garbage disposal just because i I think that's also a very funny bit where it's like, I'm not evil. Hey, someone dropped a diamond ring down here and Amy goes for it. No, moron. <laughs> or fan beats the man. Fan, yeah, fan beats man. Yeah, there's a lot of, they have a lot of fun with the, the robots becoming yeah. uh, evil uh, in this episode. Yeah. Um, Maybe I wanted more of that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I do like how it becomes like a personal, a personal story of what her motivation really is. Yeah. That's that's nice. I can see where you're coming from though. The mom character like after this episode, I'm like, well what do you do? Yeah. Uh is like, well this I can see her getting pretty tiresome. And it's just I don't know, it's the Tress McNeil voice as well. Like she's used that voice so many times. Pretty for, standard stuff. For other characters that yeah, I don't know. Uh speaking of voices though, I did want to shout out Maurice Lamarche for being the MVP of these two episodes. Because he plays Donbot, Clamps, um, uh, the older son of Mom, yeah, uh, as well as Morbo. I mean, he's a you know he's a regular on the show. He does a lot of voices, but I was I was listening to Robot Mafia, and I'm like, who do who do all these voices? I recognize John DiMaggio as uh, uh, Joey Mousepad, but I was like, who does Clamps and Donbot? They're great. And Elzar, he's Elzar. He's too, Elzar right? too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh no, Elzar is John DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. It, and it's it's because he's. He's got such a distinctive gravel yeah. in his voice that having him opposite him yeah. in the same scene <laughs> is sometimes pretty distracting. It's yeah, that's true. It's true. There's there's times where it's it, he he could delineate the characters really well, but there's other times where yeah, I found it with Joey Mousepad more so than Elzar personally, but it's not like he doesn't quite have the like Hibbert, George H W Bush and Ned on the lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't really quite have that. Where, that yeah, down. where it's basically just one person, but it sounds like three different people yeah, talking, talking yeah. to himself and three three people. Yep, one person. Or Murray Samarsh well, definitely has yeah, that. Yeah, especially with again Don Button claps clamps. That might be the one reason why Harry Shearer is so fucking frustrating. Yeah, is not the one reason, but a big reason <laughs> why he's so frustrating is because he's he's he was not a like like no, any of them are mm-hmm. not trained voice artists except for um nancy yep 
And yet, Harry Shearer is like just preternaturally great at it in the golden years. Yeah. And these are all on one or two takes. Yeah. Because he refuses to Cause, do more. Yeah, because he's a little rascal. Yeah. <laughs> he's a curmudgeon. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon. I don't even... He probably didn't even do table reads with them. Probably not. Yeah. At least maybe in the early years. But yeah. once it was big enough, he's like, nope. Nope. Bye-bye. I'm going to stay home. And now he can't even be bothered to distinguish between Smithers and Burns anymore. Yeah. He's lost them both. Anyway. Anyway. Have you watched uh have you watched any new Simpsons? Recently? Yeah. No. Not me neither. <laughs> what I did do huh? is watch some uh late season Futurama episodes. Oh yeah? Yeah. Like season four? No. Like uh the like season re- nine. Return yeah. return episodes, yep. Yeah, the return. <laughs> yes, Futurama the Return. Yeah. How are how are those? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really good ones. There's that election one. Yep. Where people like me better watch their step. <laughs> I didn't know that was a return episode. Yeah. It is. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Um, the one uh with them having to go forward in time. They have the time machine that only goes forward. Uh-huh. Have you seen that episode? I can't remember what it's called. No, but that sounds great. But I, yeah, I that's that's one of my that. favorites from the, the return era. Uh so I'd recommend that one. Um I'm trying to think of some other really great ones. It's been a while since I've watched because I think I also only watched all those once through. Yeah. Um there's tons so, of those I haven't seen. Yeah. But there's also surprisingly many that I have. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd seen that like that episode of like people like me better watch their step, mm-hmm. which is just such a fucking great line. <laughs> um, do you remember what that episode's called? Uh no. Okay. No. I do Same, not. We could we could shout it out to I get do not, people to watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. Okay. I'm gonna find out right now because I have an internet device right here. Mm. And it's Apple branded. Yeah, it's an Apple uh fourteen. It's a it's <laughs> it's an Apple Cuck fourteen. Yeah, Apple Cuck beta male fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, that's good. All right. <laughs> um That'll show those poor people. <laughs> Season 9, Episode 3, Decision 3012. Oh, yes. Great. Yeah. There you go. Have a look at that one. It's uh, it's funny. Um, the full quote is, Leela, why are you cheering, Fry? You're not rich. Fry, true. But someday I might be rich, and then people like me better watch their stuff. <laughs> And then Nixon says, I promise to cut taxes for the rich and use the poor as a cheap source of teeth for aquarium gravel. (laughs) Uh, The one I was thinking of is called The Late Philip J. Fry, uh, Season 6, Episode 7. All right, that's next on my list. Yeah, check that one out. I think it's really good. Cool. Cool. But you can also watch these ones that we just talked about. (laughs) At length. (laughs) Yep, we talked about them for a while. We we sure did. And uh, our next episodes are going to be, I think, some pretty bangers. Yeah, we have The Problem with Poplars. Problem with Poplars and Anthology of Interest 1, which is their Treehouse of Horror uh, attempt. I'm interested. It's it's interesting. I don't remember if it's good. (laughs) Right. But I remember enjoying the idea behind it. Right. Cool. I think it's the what if machine one. I think that's. I think I, I can't remember if they. I think they do two anthology of interest, maybe three, um, and I can't remember if it's always the same wraparound idea. If it's the what if machine, where it's right. like ask the machine a question, and it'll show you. So like one is like, what if I was human? Like Bender says, what if I was human? Right. So, I like that. That's very Twilight Zone esque. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they're. Yeah, that's kind of what they're going for. Um, I think that's when we get the scary door as well. First appearance of, of the scary door. Of course. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is a true story. I want to end with this. Okay. Um, when I was in uh, high school, middle school, I made a uh, series of short films mm-hmm. called The Scary Door. Okay. And yes, we whole cloth just took that. I was going to say, yeah, this is yeah. after... Of course, Petra, it's yeah. not you're you're not claiming that you invented it. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> we whole cloth we whole cloth took it complete with the you're about to enter a world where up is down and down is up, left is right and right is left. Um, I think we 
I don't know. Do they say where nachos is spelled with a K? <laughs> I don't remember. No? Because they have one, a bunch of different... That one might have been us. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Thank you. Whoever came up with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one would have been an original one from us. Um, I'm not claiming it is. If it's not, then <laughs> then I will. I totally re- resign myself to Great. being a complete ripoff. Yep. But the whole idea was we would do like middle school, high schooler parodies of horror films mm-hmm. in like five minutes. Great. Uh, and we made twelve of these things. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so I have a very fond relationship with the scary with door the scary concept. Door. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> on old on an old digital video camera, you know the ones with DV tapes? Oh yeah. Yeah. I still have some of those DV tapes. Yeah. Oh boy. Um I told you about the old DV camera that I had, right? We we used it so much that we actually wore the playheads down. Oh my god. Completely to the nubs so that it wouldn't even rewind or fast forward anymore. Oh boy. And like we would reuse the the digital videotape and it would just like <laughs> come apart. Wow. You should you should have got a new one. We did eventually. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then eventually I got the one that I have now, which is a hard drive. There so, you go. Yeah. You know. It's all digital now. It's baby. all digital baby. And it was back then, but it was tape. That's true. Digital D- yeah, digital video tape. Video. What? Hmm. What is that even? What does digital mean? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the listeners. Yeah. Explain it to me. Explain it to me. All right. Are we digital? Right now, our voices are, in a sense. Yes. This is, we are talking analog, Mm -hmm. because what we're talking Mm -hmm. isn't digital. Right. The recording is turning it into into digital. digital. Into digital data. Analog to digital data machine. Ah. That's what this interface is for. Weird. Yeah. Really, what a world. Really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Please you, remember to fix our show. Yeah. If you have <laughs> any ideas of how to fix our show, please write us in. You can do so by emailing us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can find us on Patreon and uh, subscribe to our bonus episodes, which are uh, much more uh, spirited. <laughs> And, as, lu- and lucid, as I would say. we talk about movies, um, which we definitely never do on the main feed. <laughs> and we're doing our Mission Impossible, fuck it, we're doing Mission Impossible anyway commentaries. <laughs> we're doing fuck it, we're doing Mission Impossible <laughs> instead. Yeah. And we're on episode two, which means it's Mission Impossible 2. That's right. And episode three is coming, Yeah, where we'll talk about a rabbit's foot. What is it? We'll never know. Where is it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And as uh, always, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Let's okay, go. goodbye, everyone. And as always, oh, yeah. with my last breath, <laughs> I, I curse Zoidberg! Zoidberg.